This is The Dreamers Podcast, episode 21, with Ellie Jope. Today is June 8, 2021. Whether you have already started your business or if you're brand new and you're thinking about starting your business, I would encourage you to start reducing things out of your budget right now. Get comfortable with living with the bare minimum so that you're disciplined because when your business hits six figures, seven figures, eight figures, you want to already have the ability to not let that phase you. Otherwise, you'll squander your money. Hello, world. Welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. I am Stephanie Annie's, also known as Annie's Wealth. I'm a financial coach and an author. I self-published my first book, Dream of Legacy, a guide to help dreamers reach financial independence and build generational wealth. In this podcast, I'll have conversations with experts and thought leaders who dare to follow their dreams. You'll hear about their journey and their money stories. I hope it inspires you, dreamers out there, to live life on your own terms. Come on, dreamers, let's change the world! This episode is brought to you by Dream of Legacy. Check out dreamoflegacy.com for resources to assist you on your journey to financial independence. Hello, welcome to the Dreamers Podcast. I'm your host, Annie's Wealth. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode. On the podcast today, we have Ellie Jope. She's a business coach, speaker, entrepreneur, and a mom of four. Ellie first appeared on this podcast a few months ago. It was episode seven. You should definitely go back and check it out. Since then, her coaching business has expanded exponentially. Ellie's been featured in the news because last year, she used her stimulus check to start her business and she was able to generate $1.3 million of revenue in 10 months. So I wrote the story to celebrate Ellie's business milestone for Business Insider. And I think because she had been on the podcast before, listeners had a lot of questions for her. So... I thought it would be a good idea to have a follow-up episode with Ellie. In this episode, Ellie Job shares some of the things she wished she had known before becoming a seven-figure business owner. She reflects on mistakes she made and a mistake that most entrepreneurs make early on. She talks about what has changed in her life since news about her business went viral. Ellie also shares systems she put in place to hold herself accountable so she can continue to show up even when she doesn't feel like it. And we talk about how she overcame people doubting her or not understanding what she was doing as a mom of four trying to be an entrepreneur. Ellie's only 28, but she is full of wisdom. I'm sure you will enjoy this episode. So here is Ellie Joe. Before we go back to today's episode, if you're listening from an Apple device, please go to Apple Podcasts right now, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It will take a couple minutes, but it would help the podcast be discovered by more amazing listeners like you. So I would definitely appreciate it. Ellie Jope, welcome back to the Dreamers Podcast. Thank you so much for having me again. It's been a whirlwind since the first time I was on. So it's really exciting to be back. Absolutely. You are actually our first repeat guest. A lot has happened since you were on the podcast a couple months ago. You were in the news recently. 
about business hitting a milestone. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yes. You know, I was featured in an article by Business Insider because my business hit $1.3 million in sales in 10 months, which has been incredible. So, so exciting. And I was really motivated to share that with everyone. You know, I think at first I was very shy to really step into the fact that I had accomplished this, but Once I recognized how inspirational it could be to someone else, the only option was to talk about it. And I'm so glad you did. I know a bunch of people reached out to me because they were very inspired by your story. And so we actually have a few questions from our dreamers. One of the questions that I received a few times, how has your life changed in the past two weeks since you've been featured in Business Insider? Wow, it's definitely changed my following grew 25,000 followers in really a matter of a week. Really, I mean, the first 20,000 people came in three days. It was exciting, was overwhelming. It was a little scary, not going to lie. And then the other 5,000 have trickled in over the course of the last week. So that's been a big change. And it's also kind of really elevated my thinking about my business. I think when we first start a business, We see it sometimes as small Mm. and local, or we know we only look at how many people we're reaching in that moment. But once my story was shared nationwide and really almost global, almost, I've seen it in at least five different languages. Languages, I know. So once that happened, it was like, wait a minute, this is a lot bigger than I thought it was. And so it's made me now think about can I expand my services? Hmm. to accommodate people at many different phases of their business. Because, you know, I made my first million servicing a specific type of customer, but 30,000 plus more people have come into contact with me now who are all in need of something different. And so what's definitely changed in the last week is I've gotten a lot more introspective with my business and thinking about, okay, here's who I've been serving already. And here's how I can continue to serve them. But how can I start serving all these other people and turn them from not just followers, but now into customers? So that's really what I'm working on. It's a little crazy. I'm a little stressed, but but this is business. This is how we stretch ourselves. This is how we go from million dollar companies to hopefully $10 million companies and really last. You know, I want this business to last. I don't want it to just be quick. Last time you were here, you were a business coach helping people not only grow their uh, social media, but also like with their strategy for their business. What are you thinking next? What else do you want to do? I think what I also want to do is provide coaching and products or services that are more curtailed towards scaling a business. Kind of always been servicing customers who are maybe already have a business, maybe some who are brand new and are looking specifically to like get funding or understand how they can bring outside money into their business. Now I really want to increase my services for those who are wanting to start a business, but have no idea what business to start. So I'd like to have some type of idea generating process to help those people because I get a lot of those messages. And then I also want to add a type of service or product 
that will serve people who are in business, but want to be able to have the type of success that I've had on social media. So teaching them how to scale up specifically using Instagram so that they can achieve um, high sales numbers like I've been able to. So implementing strategies for them and systems, basically replicating what I've done so that someone else could do it too. So you went from being uh, laid off to generating $1.3 million of business revenue in less than a year. Is there something that you wish you had known before you started on this journey? I definitely wish I would have known sooner how possible it was because I would have started a lot sooner. But I sat on my potential for a long time because I was afraid, because I thought it wouldn't work, because I thought I would never get anyone to follow me. I mean, I was honestly really afraid of Instagram, like wouldn't post, just didn't do it. I thought it was for everybody else but me. So I really wish future me could have come from the future and told me like, girl, this is going to work. You need Mm -hmm. to start now because I probably would have started two years ago and who knows where I'd be right now. But, you know, everything happens in time. But I think that's the biggest thing is that it is possible and you should start right when you have the first inkling, you should start right then. Is there maybe like a mistake or, you know, a mistake that you made as a new entrepreneur that you can warn people about? I think I would definitely say customer service. And what I mean by that is I think a lot of the time when you start a business or you decide you want to serve people, a lot of entrepreneurs get so focused on making money and they don't always remember that every single impression counts. And I know for me, I handled all my own customer service and email answering and DM for like probably seven months. And it was extremely stressful. And I mean, luckily, well, not luckily, but I used to stay up all night responding to emails and DMs just to keep my customers happy. But I would have invested in a virtual assistant or someone much, much sooner had I really thought about, wow, you know. I could have pro- I could have probably had 1.7 million in sales or 1.5 million in sales had I had a dedicated team of people who are filtering through DMs and emails and customer service inquiries constantly because a lot of people want to talk to you first before they buy and if you're not available or if someone's not available to have a conversation and answer some product questions or even just to, to answer back. You know, some people just want an answer back and that will make their whole day. That's a missed opportunity. That's a great point. You know, a lot of times we think we are kind of afraid of, are we going to be able to maintain this level of revenue? So we don't necessarily want to spend the money, but Mm-hmm. If you spend on, you know, getting additional resources, you can make more money. It's just kind of like switching the mindset. I love that point. Yeah, definitely got to switch the mindset. And, you know, now I recognize not to be afraid of it because that money always comes back one way or another, either because that person makes more sales or on the back end, it ends up being a tax write-off when you hire someone or outsource work. It's still a benefit to your business, you know? So I think people just have to to shift and think about instead of looking at the money you're 
quote unquote losing by hiring, you need to flip that thought and think about, okay, but what's the bigger amount of money I could be losing by leaving 10, 15, 20 emails and DMs unread for Hmm. a week? And so you said something about switching the mindset. And a lot of times when you, I guess, elevate professionally, there's a a mindset shift that happens at some point. It's in the conversations that you have with people. It's even in the content that you consume. Can you talk to us about kind of like what you went through? Yeah, definitely. It's a hard shift to make. It isn't easy. And I think anyone that's saying it's easy is, is not setting people up for what's to come. I found that I had to really beef up my confidence routine, my self-care routine. I had to become almost overly meticulous and organized because you'll burn out. And I knew I could burn out if I wasn't always reminding myself that I can do this. If you're not constantly believing in yourself And if you don't set a routine to go by, because there are going to be days where you don't want to show up. Mm. And I know I've had that, you know, there are days where I don't want to post where I feel like I'm not equipped. I can't do it. I'm just, what did I set myself up for? I mean, the, the mind goes through it all. So there are going to be days where you don't want to show up, but you have to put a, a, a system in place to where you don't have a choice, but to show up, even if you don't want to be there. I had to make sure my tasks were laid out so that I wasn't doing them because I wanted to. I was doing them because it was my job. Mm. So I think sometimes people think like, oh, entrepreneurship is so glamorous. And I mean, in some ways it is because you can have a lot more freedom. There is no income cap, but don't decide to become an entrepreneur because you don't want to work a job because it's a job. (laughs) You'll probably work twice as much. (laughs) You're going to work twice as much. And the thing is, though, there's no boss to tell you if you don't do it, this will happen. You have to tell yourself that if you don't do it, this will happen. And sometimes that I think for a lot of people that can be very hard is to be your own accountability partner. So you, you have to be your own cheerleader. I had to learn how to pick myself up out of the dumps. And that forces you to create a routine, or at least uh, have people on your speed dial list that you can call who can give you that boost when you need it, whether that's a friend, family, if you're religious, maybe it's one of your spiritual leaders, like you have to create like that type of team. So your business should have a team, but you also should have a team that gets you going on the days where you don't want to go. And you should have, you know, your schedule almost laid out to where even if you don't want to do it, like I said, these are the tasks that need to be done and you just get it done. You might not like being an entrepreneur that day, but you know that in order to hit your numbers, these are non-negotiables. If you've been around for a while, then you know how much I care about financial freedom for all. One thing that often gets in the way of that is debt. That's why I'm happy to announce that I've partnered with an amazing organization called Juno. Juno helps you get lower interest rates 
by using the power of group negotiation. It is a completely free resource that you can use to secure lower interest rates on new and existing student loans. Head to the link in the episode show notes to find out more. Sunday Skincare Day is one of the ways I keep my sanity in these crazy times. Jumino is an all-natural, Black-owned skincare brand carefully handcrafted by parents who could not find the proper care solutions to address their family skin problems. All Jumino products are made of organic and high-quality ingredients meticulously chosen to give your skin the smooth results and the glow it deserves. And so you said something about getting part of the process is getting like people that you can call if you're not feeling like doing what you're supposed to, to get your business to where Mm -hmm. you want to get it to. Most of our listeners are either early in the process or they're thinking about becoming entrepreneurs. So a lot of times when you're a new entrepreneur, you might have a bunch of people around you who are not necessarily going to be your supporters until you've shown them that you were serious about your business. In the beginning, was like everybody in your circle on board with this plan of yours to become an entrepreneur? No. Oh my gosh. So how did you stay motivated? You know, I think at the very beginning, um, when nobody understood what I was doing, they thought I was just tripping. They said I should just get a safe job because I have kids. Um, I, I have always been like a visual person. So I make a lot of vision boards. I make a lot of vision boards. I have a vision board in the background of my phone. And this is why I was saying, you know, you have to fortify yourself because I, at that moment, nobody understood what I was doing. And I also didn't tell a lot of people what I was doing because oftentimes if you speak your goals to someone too soon, they will unknowingly destroy them because they don't have the same vision as you. I didn't really tell a lot of people what I was doing. They just knew I was working on a business, but didn't know the ins and outs. So at the beginning uh, my motivation came from looking at what I knew I wanted to accomplish I knew that I wanted to make a million dollars. I knew that I wanted to put my kids in a better school district. I knew that I wanted to set up a retirement account and acquire multiple properties this year. I knew that I wanted to do all these things. And so that is what kept me going. When there was no one else to remind me or to pat me on my back, I had to just look at what I had listed out for myself and remember, well, Laying in the bed is not going to get me to the million dollars. Mm. Being depressed, crying, doubting myself is not going to get me to the better school district for my kids. Again, just a big part of it is when you're first starting out, if you're the only business person or the only aspiring entrepreneur in your family or even in your network, you have to have a very strong why. And the way you will know what your why is, is to sit down and write down, what do you want? Because taking this path is really not for the faint of heart. You know, you have to really want to step outside of the comfort of a biweekly paycheck 
to go for something bigger in your life. And until you have people that you can reach out to when you're having a bad day, it has to come from you and it has to come from that list or that vision board or whatever you create that shows what your why is. Love it. And so for anyone listening who is aspiring to just build a successful business, do you have any money advice? Because obviously your situation changed drastically between last year and this year. In regards? Like managing your finances, your personal finance. Yes. So I would definitely say, you know, I have learned to be like more reserved and conservative with my money. And I would say for all of you, it's very important to exercise discipline, even with your personal money right now, whether you have already started your business or if you're brand new and you're thinking about starting your business, I would encourage you to start reducing things out of your budget right now. Get comfortable with living with the bare minimum so that you're disciplined because when your business hits six figures, seven figures, eight figures, you want to already have the ability to not let that phase you. Otherwise, you'll squander your money. Mm. So you really want, I would encourage anyone listening, my students to start getting uncomfortable now and practice living with a little less. So if you go through your budget for the month and you see you've been spending $300 eating out, well, you need to probably reduce that to $100 or less. If you've been spending so much on clothing, it's time to, to buckle that down. You know, we have to get comfortable with living uncomfortably for a little while so that later we can live more comfortably than most other people. But there has to be an element of sacrifice. Otherwise, if you just continue your same habits and then go become an entrepreneur and perhaps scale up your business, you won't be able to take it to the next level because you'll still have the habit of spending money on yourself. Mm. And, you know, as a business coach, I always tell my students, the business comes first. It just does until it's able to work on autopilot and you can be somewhere collecting a passive income check the business comes first. So you can't be sacrificing reinvesting in your business or your business profits to keep up with a spending habit. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage, you know, anyone to reduce their spending habits now so that they're already used to being disciplined so that when success comes, they're able to stay focused on the business. Great advice. And so another question that I got a lot from the listeners is how can I get pressed for my business? Ooh, <laughs> this is a really good question. This was something I used to always ask myself back when I first started. I knew I wanted to be featured in a publication, but I wanted to do it authentically. So I would definitely say, number one, don't pay those people who DM you and say, oh, I'll get you featured in Forbes. <laughs> Don't pay them. Okay. Don't pay them. It's not real. I never paid them. It's not going to get you really where you want to go. And honestly, you'll always know that you didn't actually earn it. And it feels better, even if you have to wait to actually earn it. So what I would say is I would recommend you to network. So reach out when you are collaborating on social media or Instagram. If you're working with clients and you notice that someone else has had press, 
reach out to them. It doesn't hurt to say, hey, I loved your article, so-and-so. I'm really interested in having someone write about me. Could you point me in the right direction? Could you maybe connect me with whoever got you the article spot? It doesn't hurt to ask at all. That's one thing. I would also say if you're at a point in your business where you are able to afford a publicist or could have someone put together like a pitch for you, a story pitch, then I would recommend going on Upwork or Indeed, or even just searching Instagram for a publicist. And you might be able to find someone that's fairly affordable who could at least get you in one publication. And in my case, it started with just one, you know, one article opened up all these translated articles, four or five other publications. So don't feel like you need to be published in 10 at once. Just aim to get an at least one quality article and make the story very good. Ellie, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast and sharing your expertise with the audience. Can you please tell everybody where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. So you all can find me at Ellie Talks Money on all platforms, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. And my website is www.ellietalksmoney.com. There you can see resources for what courses you should enroll in, as well as how you can reach out to me and my team for a one-on-one call. Now, when is the podcast coming? You know what? I bought a mic today. So everyone stay tuned. I am working on it. This is my birthday month. My absolute goal is to make sure that I have definitely launched before my birthday. Very excited. I've been working on my ideas and my episode topics. So I think it's going to be great. Stay tuned, everybody. Thanks, Ellie. Bye. All right, everybody. That was Ellie Jope. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I would love to hear your thoughts. Reach out to me on Instagram or via email at hello at dreamoflegacy.com. Coming up on the podcast, we have financial educator, podcaster, and speaker, Marcus Garrett. We have business strategist, best-selling author, and entrepreneur, Tina Wells. We're also going to talk legacy, generational wealth and succession planning in the black community with Lauren Miller. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Dreamers podcast. You can find today's show notes and all of the links mentioned during the episode at dreamoflegacy.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, here's what you can do to support me and help more dreamers discover the podcast. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I read every single review and I'll select one review to read on the podcast every month. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Share the podcast with your family, friends, and coworkers. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, tag me on Instagram at thedreamers.podcast and let me know what you liked about it. All right, dreamers, that's it for today. I will see you back here next week for another episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Okay, dreamers. Time to this legacy. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax, legal, financial planning, insurance, accounting, investment, or any other kind of professional advice or services. Please consult with an appropriate tax, financial, or legal professional to receive appropriate advice based on your situation. Mm-hmm.